Hello everyone, Zach here from the Carnival of Randomness on behalf of our sponsor, Opsitnik and Associates. In these unprecedented times, we reflect on our future, both in the next few weeks and months, but also the upcoming years and decades. And it's time to prepare for that future. Opsitnik and Associates has been contacted by many healthcare workers, as well as old and new clients to prepare wills, powers of attorney, and advanced directives, also called a living will. All of you need these documents. So don't say you don't have any assets to speak of, no children or other dependents. Regardless of the circumstances now, you will need a will for today and tomorrow. Al Upsitnik feels so strongly about having wills and other needed documents prepared that Upsitnik and Associates can prepare your will, power of attorney, and living will at no charge, you heard that correct, no charge until the end of 2020. No hidden fees or gimmicks. Al feels so strongly about planning for the future at this time that he is willing to assist you with your future. Trust Opsitnik and Associates, attorneys for 42 years, from the Supreme Court to Alaska and everywhere in between. You can find them online, OpsitniksLaw.com, on Facebook, Opsitnik and Associates, or call them toll-free, 1-866-391-3299 to prepare for your future. Hey, everybody, it's the season on Carnival of Randomness. It's... October, I think. This year, who the hell knows? Actually, I, September. Yes, but... Close enough. Close enough. But I'm your incidental host, and if you could see, we put a quick picture of this up, but I would look quick because it'll probably give people heart attacks and they'll pull it. <laughs> because, because we have our old fiend, Chaos the Clown here. <laughs> Hello, everybody. And Adrian, our director. Hello. And how is the year for Chaos and your evil brother, Relic? Well, you know, Relic hasn't really been doing much. He's uh, He's been kind of hiding out, you know, getting ready to scare everybody again because, you know, October is sneaking around the corner. Well, actually, I think Relic is in, I think I saw him. He's the one with the green hair, right? No, no, no. No, it's... No, Relic has the white and gray hair. Oh, because there's, there's another Relic who I think is in Clown Motel 2, the sequel with Joseph Kelly's new film. Yeah, different relic. Different, yeah, it must be a di- yeah, it's a different relic. My mistake. There's lots of us around. Yes, but there's only one real. Only one. There's true, only one true relic. The clown it's of nightmares. It's like superstar That's Billy me. Graham said, "Man of the hour, the man with the power to <laughs> evil to be sour." <laughs> there <laughs> the we go. The clown. But uh, chaos. We're, we're going to talk about many things. Yes. This year, and one of the things we would be talking about this time of year is the Hamlin Scream Fest. And am I wrong? Is two years or three years it's been going on? Because I think uh, Zach and I jumped in. Was it year two? Year two. So it would have been three years. Um, this year, though, you know, as we all know, COVID's kind of ruined plans for chaos this year. Uh, Hamlin Scream Fest has decided we are not going to do the uh, actual Scream Fest as we have done previous years. Instead. We're going to do the Hamlin's Horrid Halloween Drive-Thru. You know, you guys, you've been to Christmas light displays, right? That's exactly, see, I I messaged Tom, and as usual, I just said, can we help promote this? Is it going to be on? At first, Tom said, you know, we're not going to have it, but then he must have brilliant idea. And the way you've described it is basically what I've been telling people, because I've been screwing the name up every time. I say it's like, the artist that was Scream Fest for one year. But I just imagine a holiday light show, but one that makes you pee your pants. <laughs> exactly. We have uh, community members around Hamlin, surrounding areas that are setting up uh, Halloween displays. You're going to drive through in your vehicle. You'll get goodie bags, gifts, treats, coupons, 
Um, all kinds of fun stuff. And you get to vote on the display at the end. You answered a question I was going to have, too, because we were, like, Zach and I were talking about it and wondering. And, again, for COVID purposes, because Zach's so big, we didn't want him in the studio. So <laughs> there's Does no take big up a guys lot of room. here. So, but I was, we were thinking, okay, we're, how are you going to do it? Because I don't think you'd want to drive around the grass at the Hanumlin Town Hall. It might be fun, but some cars might get stuck in the mud. So it's, like, around the town? No, it's actually going to be at the Hamlin Rec Center. Oh, it so is. So you're going to come in the main parking lot. You're going to drive down the gravel road. For those who have been to Hamlin Screen Fest, that's where all the vendors were set up. So you're going to drive down there. You'll see the Halloween displays on both left and right side of your vehicle. When you get to the end, you will see me, Glorious Chaos the Clown, fan favorite. You can't miss me. Big throne. Thank Tom, uh, Tom for bringing the uh, throne out for me. We'll have goodie bags, like I said, gifts, treats, all that. We're trying to work it where you may be able to get out of the vehicle and get a po uh, photo or autograph with Chaos. That's still in the works. Don't hold me to that. But if you see me, don't forget to say hi. If we can, come out, get a hug, get a picture, get an autograph. We'll get it figured out for you. And what day is it? It is on Halloween, October 31st. That's what I think Tom told me, but I want to make sure. 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Very cool. And so, the thing about that, too, maybe... I mean, we'll see how COVID is, everything else in terms of safety for pictures. Otherwise, maybe you just can like, give them like an 8x10 or something to scare them or yeah, who knows. Were you, were you thinking of uh, giving out chocolate or candy? or? Um, I think some of the some of the people there are going to be going little goodie bags. Uh, um, everything's going to be turned in to the Hamlin Rec Center. So it'll be all done in safe means. Yeah, like with inspection and stuff? Yes. Yeah. Um, we're going to do things like coloring pages, mini craft kits. No chicken pumpkins. wings, though, right? They no. don't count as, they don't no. count as candy or you can, food. You can tell Zach no chicken wings, so there's no reason for him to show up. <laughs> <laughs> I actually found they somehow used nachos at the bar the other night. Now, I oh. guess they caved in on that, See. You know, which isn't a food either, I'm sure. <laughs> Should have little relic and chaos clown chocolates to give there out. There we go. That's, that's what i got to come up with. <laughs> but I still think, probably from last year, because those of you who don't know, I judged the costume contest. Yes, yes, I did. think that little witch who screamed cursed us because I gave her like a 7.5, so she brought COVID on so we couldn't have the contest <laughs> yet. <laughs> See, that's, that's the thing. And actually, Adrian was actually one of our, uh, our guest judges as well. Um, Last year? Yeah, it was. Yeah, last uh, la I think it was last year or the year it before. It was Billy McKee. It was you. It was. It was Zach. you and Zach. Yeah, because I was drafted. Yeah, into it. I, it's like you're going to be a judge, or I'm going to hit you over there with a hammer. Exactly. Like, okay. uh, yeah, and I, I was Michael Myers too, and I did scare some kids, and they were crying. And the kids. That's a question I'll ask you, Adrian. In terms of now, we all grew up with this stuff. Did the little kids you look just look like a goofy guy in a mask, like a William Shatner mask, or do they know they have an idea it's Halloween? And yes, the movies have been coming out a long time. Um, well, when I was dressed up as uh, Michael Myers, the kids who were very young and so forth, they were scared to go near me or walk up to me. They were crying, and some of them, and so I think something about it, they were scared. Even when I was um, dressed up as a clown one day on the set of. Uh, Clowns in the woods, the neighbors that were across, that were next to us, they were scared and, you know, hiding from the, the little girls and so forth. They, I don't know, it's something about clowns that does scare kids. Okay, now that's true, but as we were talking before we started, chaos, as evil as you want to be, you become good old grumpy Santa Claus to these kids, I guess. We adults know to fear you because we don't want to get our throats slashed with a machete, but the little kitties, they love you, don't they? 
Yeah, and that's that's kind of funny because my brother Relic is unbelievably, uh, he's a bloody mass murderer. Uh, he's not one you want to run into a dark alley. And the kids seem to run up to him and want hugs. And for me, you know, I, I'm more the carnival clown, you know, a little bit more fun-loving. You know, we those who have seen me, I MC Scream Fest every year. The kids love that character. But I can walk toward an adult like Adrian or Rob or Zach, and they'll turn around and run the other direction. It's like this irrational fear of clowns that's been instilled in people over 18. Well, not me. I mean, my mom, all, when when I was young, she out for the for my birthday, she would always get a magician. And one year, there was some confusion when, when I was in third grade, and she got the, the guy who would always come as a, magic, a magician to my birthdays. He came as a clown. And I was excited because I was tired of seeing a magician all the time. And he was so – he actually – it was basically he, – he he made a mistake. He was supposed to be a, a magician, but he came as a clown, and I liked that. Because I grew up watching – you know, I'm I'm that old. I grew up watching – it was on VHS from the video store, uh, Bozo the Clown, you know. Yes. And, he was um, on PIX. Like, like, we would get home from school, and the Bozo the Clown yes. show would be on. Yep. And oh. the cartoons and stuff. But one of my friends, now he has a reason for the fear, my dear friend Tony, when he was a kid, this doesn't get that gross, but it is kind of, <laughs> uh, his dad took him to the circus, he's like four years old, but he had to pee, and his dad let him go alone, so he went to the men's room, and he's in the urinal, he looks, and one of the circus clowns is staring at him, <laughs> so he can't, and all you had to do with Tony was mention the film Vulgar, Oh, and that's <laughs> and the end of it. He would be, you have to take a shower for a week. I've never seen that movie. Don't. Just don't. <laughs> what, what is it, the just, plot in a nutshell? Okay, a plot. There's a guy, he's a children's TV host, just as a clown. He gets, he basically gets butt-raped and then blackmailed. Is that about it? Yeah, that's about the, that's the gist uh, of that, that story. That sounds like a depressing movie. Uh, it's, it's, it's gross. It, yeah, it's very disgusting. Yeah. But what do you think the, because, where do you think this primal fear of clowns comes from, though? Is it because, like, going to the circus and they just... And I've known... I don't... Well, in my opinion, sorry for interrupting. Don't worry about it. But I think my opinion is it's something to do with the face paint that it's not normal for kids. I mean, for some kids, I should say. And because even when I was... One Halloween, you know, a year or some years ago, and I was dressed up giving out candy to the kids as Gene Simmons... One of the kids was scared to even, he was crying and was scared to come to the house, even though I was dressed up in the Gene Simmons face paint with the Kiss t-shirt. The dad probably loved it. He's probably putting his hands yeah, over that down. Right. in the air. Yeah, but the kid, he was very young. I don't know. It has something, because it's it's odd. It's not normal. It's something creepy about it. I, I do. I said, I said every year at Screamfest, I would take pictures of those clowns on the gate. Yes. And I would send them to my friend Alicia, and I would get swearing texts back. Rob! Well, the other, the other thing that, kind of put clowns into more of a horror category and you know taking pennywise out of this completely the clown sightings that were down in you know the south of the clowns hiding in the woods that were mm. freaking people out and scaring people yeah the ones that were actually causing issues john wayne gacy yeah another yeah one. and then there's also those wrinkles the clown in yes. Flo- florida who parents would pay to scare their kids if right. they misbehaved and I think there's a dichotomy. I grew up like watching. I love old horror. 
in the old Lon Chaney movies. And yeah. They would do movies like with the clown. There was a dichotomy about this is the happy guy, but there's a pathos to it. There's something when he starts cackling when the guys are going to get his arms torn apart by an elephant, by the, the horses. There's well, a dichotomy about it. It's just weird seeing like people like growing up doing the dressing up like this and everything right. else. Well, a lot, a lot of it. I mean, it, Adrian knows he's seen it. Um, I have a new chaos came out with a new outfit that he's wore for the uh, Clowns in the Wood movie. Yeah. Um, I kind of went more of the old timey circus clown yeah, kind of yeah. kind of look. Don't you like clowns? Don't we? Aren't we funny? Exactly. Yeah. It's almost like a year you from got the, the hashtag clown love. Yeah. You know, you, you got it. It's all we want. We just want a hug. Now, whether we rip your head off after that is completely so separate. That's, that's a question I'm going to ask too, because I I know mus- tons of musicians, as you know, and I know filmmakers. Yes. In terms of even trying in the age of COVID, how has it been trying to make a movie? Adrian? Um, well, I would say for this movie, it was my first time as a director. Um, I, I did work on a film before called Bury My Heart with Tonawanda, but I only wrote the script, produced and acted in it, and then was on set and so forth. But I didn't direct that movie. That was Gary Sundown, who's Seneca Native American from the Tonawanda Reservation. But this was my first chance actually directing with my friend Kurt Markham, who's also a filmmaker. I wanted to give him a chance to have a third IMDb credit. And a lot of days were stressful. Um, there was one day that I was at P- uh, that was ha- that I had a fun time with, and that was when one of the the actor playing the main character, um, his name is Dalton Letta. He has he actually has autism in real life, and he uh, brought his French bulldog onto the set, and because uh, it was needed for the scene, you know, where he gets set up to kiss a dog, and he runs out and gets after a prank and gets hit by a dog. Rather kiss dies. a dog than do what Divine did at the end of Pink Flamingo. Oh with the dog. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was wow. Yeah, I have a I I have a guilty pleasure for those type of movies. <laughs> and the, the biggest uh, just to go as we go on tangents here. John yes, Waters did his Christmas show here about five. Oh years yeah, ago. I saw and, that. I was there. And the thing about him, my friend Jen Mark, she owned Pink Flamingo Salon, so she met him. And this is like the, the best weirdest thing I've ever heard about somebody. I talked to him and I said, "Thank you for getting me through Catholic schools." <laughs> I talked about rats in Maryland because I lived there for a while. But anyways. So I asked Jen, how was he? How was he when you met him? And she just said, Rob, I was really disappointed. And I'm like, why? And he said, it's John Waters. I expected him to be mean or sarcastic or something. <laughs> he was such a nice guy. Yeah, he is a really nice guy. And But going back to clowns, I mean, yes. I think the reason that it was stressful was because you don't know what to expect on a very, very low-budget movie, you know, like you know like people pedestrians coming in you know yes. broken up uh, for us one of, there's a movie i do with my friend beth or, bailey or we had to do a fundraiser because somebody knocked over a camera and we'd have the money to replace it yeah so we had to do because you remember like if you're doing a multi-million dollar market just, you know call up and get five more it might cost like well, even 80 bucks that like adrian was saying there was a scene that we were filming um on monroe avenue this is a, it's an all-local movie it was all filmed around rochester and, and surrounding areas and we had to stop production several times for pedestrians going, hey, what are you doing? Well, there's a clown standing in the middle of the sidewalk, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's my around here, though, dude. I saw I, one guy walking there with leather pants and a raccoon yeah. tail coming Right. <laughs> but, I mean, it's we had to keep stopping. And, you know, I'm looking at, you know, Adrian and her film crew going, you know, chaos is standing here in the middle of Monroe Avenue. People were stopping vehicles in the road. We had that one that right. came in the parking lot. 
COVID kind of had some issues because we couldn't shut things down the way we, we well, wanted to. Or well, actually, to. there was a guy, a safety officer, yes. Jason, Jason, who was a very, very big help. He had that. He had a, on a yellow and orange vest, yes. and Good he, guy. he was directing traffic and stuff, telling people to stop and all that. But another issue was weather, you know, because it's the summertime. It's Rochester, too. Yeah, yeah, you don't know when it's going to rain. That was a big thing, like, ooh, you know, sweating buckets, you know. Oh, plus... In terms of being a clown, you had to be probably dropping ten pounds on some yeah, of those. Yeah, yeah, I was. I lost a lot of weight. Went down to two seventy one. Whatever weight I lost, I found during COVID. <laughs> so I get you. Like, but I know, yeah. and like we had the case of the the dessert. One scene from Getting Personal. It's a movie about four people going on their first dates. We were filming at a catering place in Menden. I was I was like cameo with my friend Melissa. Right. It's two people going on a date, but it, you don't film even one scene. You have to mark it. Yes. It just it took about three hours. We had like a lemon meringue thing. If you watch closely, it tilted during. Jeez. Like that. Just from the heat, probably. <laughs> yeah, the Time. heat, everything. But it's it's amazing too. Plus, you you don't know how people are going to react unless you're doing like a like a Sasha Baron Cohen where like you want a guy in a clown suit going to just see how people react. Right. You're trying to film a scene and people who are going by. Yeah, it was it was. I mean, it was the first movie I've ever been in, and I I I did the film with Adrian. Uh, you know, I met Adrian years ago back at Hamlin Screen Fest, and yeah, just wanted to you know help him out with his film and. For me, it was a it was a great experience. I mean, did you have like a skeleton? This is a good word to use a skeleton crew in terms of COVID. Because yeah, like my friend did. Alyssa Tran, yeah, yeah. my friend Alyssa Tran, she basically has done a couple home videos just with her and her boyfriend. Well, no, this I mean we had the Coleman brothers doing the video. Um, then of course we had you know sound techs and um, yeah. effects and makeup artists. But I mean the actors, we all if we weren't on scene. Or in the scene, we actually would stay away. We'd make sure we social distance from the crew and the other actors. So mm-hmm. we all worked extremely well together. I mean, it was it was a fun event, you know. Are you one of those actors, you know, like a method actor? When you read, you you, you ad lib, and Adrian as a director, how much leeway do you give your actors? You want them, well, or like if they can do it better, or do you want them to do exactly how you lay it out? Well, I'm not. I, I try to be flexible. I mean, even with the ki- the, the cinematographers, because um, my expertise is in cinematography or these high tech cameras. You know, uh, my my expertise is editing and stuff. So I let the director of photography. I treated them like they know what they're doing, and um, but um, I think in terms of the actors, uh, I, I I let them. Uh, you know, you know, improv somewhat, you know. Well, I mean, if I'm doing a film and I have, like, a scary clown, the clown can pretty much do whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> so well, like, you know, <laughs> we, we did, we followed script. Um, I mean, there is some leeway in, you know, physical actions or motions. You know what I found, you too, know. like, doing projects, sometimes you write something, but when you're going to do it, you all of a sudden it just hits everybody there. We can do it better and do it in a different way. That happens yeah. sometimes. There's, but in a, there were yeah. some scenes that were filmed. Um, I know one of the scenes that were done behind um, Adrian's house on, out in the woods. Uh, me and one of the, the Coleman brothers were actually talking about how to film the scene. And we found a really nice wooded area way off the trail. And you'll see when you see the movie, you'll know the scene. It, it's the, the camera footage is just remarkable. And the Coleman brothers kind of took their own way and went 
let's try it this way instead of doing you know point camera at this one point camera at this one it's a motion camera so it works really good for the scene in a nutshell are there any funny stories and i want to give an example i went to a doctor who convention years ago and Colin Baker was there, and he told the story of the two doctors where there's a scene where he hit Perry in the face with a bowl of water, and what he did was he pranked her by telling the director to say, cut, it's not done right, so they, they filmed the scene the first time, but he dosed her like 20 times, so when the scene came up and they showed it, it's supposed to be really serious, the whole place burst out laughing because they knew the backstory, right. and there's always something breaking down, or did you get attacked by like a rabid squirrel out there or anything? Um... Now, bees and mosquitoes. Yeah. I got a mosquito list. Well, I got, I got really bad poison ivy and on my legs, and but it, it's better now. But, yeah, it was, I would say uh, one funny story that I can think of off the top of my head that, that made everyone laugh on set is uh, the character, Mr. Belson, who um, his character is supposed to be, you know, conservative with the Make America Great Again hat. And one of the lines he improvised after he's set on fire by my character, um, uh, what's um, Roscoe. Roscoe? Sorry, I had a brain fart. Yep, <laughs> Roscoe. Funny fart. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, when my character Roscoe sets him on fire, and he and I say my line, and he run, he runs to the door and falls down in in Amy's apartment, who who's living next door, who's the, one of the main characters. He 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 improvised a scene where he said. <laughs> Damn you, Obama! And it's in the it's in the you know what that film. reminds me of. Did you have you seen the Dead Don't Die, the Jim Jarmusch movie? Mm-mm. Steve Buscemi plays a character like that. It's just huh. when you watch it, think of it. But walking around with one of those hats on Monroe Avenue—that's like taking your life into. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. But, it, but it was, but it was. It made everyone laugh, and it it it, it made things a lot it lightened the mood if you would say because it was so i the way he said it and the way it was done it was sometimes funny. spur of the moment things are the right. best yeah that's we true. haven't even said what well, in a nutshell like you asked me what's the movie about um either one either yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so your movie yeah yeah so basically what clowns in the woods is about um there's this guy who he's 20 21 years old who has a developmental disability, autism, and as the actor does in real life, and he like he's constantly bullied in the community by these group of college kids, and he likes this girl who's already dating this boyfriend Brad, and one day they pull a prank on him that goes wrong, and he gets hit by a car after you know he kisses uh, the girl's dog, you know, it's set up, you know, they set it up. He thought he was gonna kiss her, and then the dog he kisses the dog instead. But anyway. So he comes back as a ghost. He goes to the woods, and the clowns are there, and they help him enact revenge on those who have wronged him. So it's... I won't give too much away, but that's basically the plot in a nutshell. Have you seen the movie The Peanut Butter Falcon? Yeah, yeah. I I was going to say, the the star, did he have Down syndrome or autism? Yeah, it was Down syndrome, and... But it's fantastic how he does. How, how he just he did a great job. But then you realize he really did have Down syndrome. Yeah, and he and actually there, we mentioned that movie in the uh, in our film where they go they want to go to a movie theater to see the Peanut Butter Falcon, and then a, a grisly murders happen in the movie theater. 
<laughs> and also, it's we have a story to tell. We've met Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah. And there was oh. one famous story. You were smoking a cigarette with him, and I think you asked him where his snake was. <laughs> yeah. And he replied, it's in my pants. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was an interesting moment out there at the oh, funny at the Rocky Convention Center. Many things, yes. There's a yeah. funny story about Jake the Snake Roberts. I actually said hello to him, and you know, the, the his security was trying to wave me away. And I this was at the Elmira Comic Con convention. This was back in 2016 when I was filming stuff for my documentary, uh, Greetings from Tromaville by Lloyd Kaufman and Troma. And I asked him, do you think it's possible for people with Down syndrome and autism to be pro wrestlers? And his response was, was anything's possible. So this was way before the Peanut Butter Falcon. And I think, and then I was like, holy crap, he's in... He's in the Peanut Butter Falcon, a guy about a guy with Down syndrome who wants to be a pro wrestler, and he's fighting him. He stabs him in the back, but he gets his butt kicked in the end. But that's the thing, too. One of my greatest highlights, Zach and I met the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, at a card show. And he said if we were back in Tennessee and Memphis, he would have managed us as a tag team. Hey, so I got that go. going for me. Hey, there you <laughs> yeah. go. Potential wrestler. But that's the thing, too, I think, in doing films, and I've dabbled in that, doing that. I think what you also do is you get to try to make things you want to see. Yeah. And you, you fill a void where, you know, more and more there's crap out. I used to say we had Julia Figueres on here, and I said, remember in the day, maybe you're not old enough, there used to be three to five movie channels. And I would maybe yeah, get Japanese. I would maybe get Japanese horror films with the bunny ears <laughs> from Toronto, right? Right. But it's like saying, like now, there's so much out there. But we could say, okay, I want to see this. Nobody's made this. Well, why don't I try? Maybe I don't have the money, but I can make a facsimile. We don't right. need all the, you know, green screen and yeah. Well, the the good thing with you know Adrian and Kurt's film is Adrian's film company itself. He. And if I get this wrong, Adrian, correct me, but he likes to put people with disabilities in films to prove, you know, that we can all do the same thing. Exactly. And and it, it was good working with people with autism. I know Adrian has autism. Yeah. And working with him and Dalton Letta, uh, Nolan Tears, um, these guys were all a great bunch of people to work with, you know. Yeah. And, it, you know, I have, I have more, I have, do have disabilities that, you know, you don't notice them as chaos, but I do. But... We all worked together so well, and it was just like we all, like we all knew each other for 20, 30, 40 years. You know, like we've been on all these films together, and this is the first time I've met. It's one probably of the things of I've always tried to think in my life. The one thing I've always say in terms of like when I've had businesses and trying to hire people, and my uncle, uh-huh. I learned this from my uncle when you own Clover Pool, giving people a chance. Yeah, that's what you do. And yeah, it, and, and that's the thing. And there's a story that always moved me when my uncle passed away. There were a lot of Hispanic gentlemen at his funeral, and they're crying. Yeah. And I'm asking them, you know, what was How it? Do you know they said, this was the 1960s. Nobody would hire us, and your uncle took a chance on us. Yeah. And I always you take that underdog and give them a chance and see what they can do. Yeah. Right. And we, we think that Clowns in the Woods is actually going to end up being a cult classic film. You well, know, it's yeah, that, I hope so. I hope, so. I it, hope it does. It's that true, like, anti-bullying message. Yes. You know, and I always like in the end. Yourself, it's like twenty twenty. I hope the end of the story is the good guys somehow win. Yeah. It's like it's like a moment where the the forces of evil are out there and we're screwed. But then yeah, at the end, somehow something good happens. Yeah, and that's the thing I'm going to ask you too. Horror buffs, every year brings different like horror themes. What do you think is going to come out of twenty twenty for horror movies? Plague Doctor. Who? A plague doctor. Oh, a plague I doctor. I hate to say this as a clown. But that stupid plague doctor mask 
from you know the 1600s, 1700s, 1800s. Yeah. The bird mask thing with the feathers and the staff. Because you know we're gonna get a slew of like movies about the plague. Yeah. Because what did I watch last night? I saw my friend Adriana's concert. I get home. Star Trek's on me TV. Miri's on. It's about a story. They go on a planet. There's a plague. That as soon as you turn into an adult, you turn into these crazy. Your body accelerates. You turn into these crazy, simpering, well, maniacal kids. It's like that dies. Stephen King's movie. Uh, Stand cell. The no, stand. cell. The cell too. Cell phones. Cell phones making everybody crazy. Yeah. Did they ever make? I heard they were going to make a series out of that, but I don't. He does so much stuff. I've never seen it. I haven't heard of the series. I did. I actually read that book and then watched the movie. Yeah, I've, I've seen the. the well, the, the, I did want to say. About speaking of plague movies, um, hmm. there I know there were a couple of plague movies like The Omega Man, which is about a disease that's man-made, and it's ironic because even though that movie came out in 1971, it's with Charlton Heston and all that. It's about you know a plague that comes because of a conflict between Russia and China, and then it's germ warfare wiping out the whole race, human race, I should say, and. And he's like the last human human on earth, except for mutant people who are like cultists wearing religious black, nuts, almost. black robes yeah. and white skip pale skin and albino type people. And and then you have I Am Legend. And I know for a while zombie movies were not popular until 2004, and then the, the, this whole boom of zombie movies. So I kind of see plague movies coming back. Yeah. I predict in a way like the Omega Man, I Am Legend. Last Man on Earth type thing. But that's actually, they're all based on Richard Matheson's book, I Am Legend, his novella. And the thing is, the Vincent Price one's the closest, because what happens in the book is it's it's a disease, it's a wind-borne disease from bats, and he got bit by one of the bats years ago. So, gee, a plague from bats? Yeah, And I then know. they change it to nuclear warfare. Right. And obviously you had Will Smith with the dog, that version. I think the Vincent yeah. Price one's his closest. But the irony then, he turns out to be the monster in this new world when it mutates. Yeah, yeah but see, as a clown, I I cannot, I can't wrap my head around zombies. I, the haunts that I have worked at in 14 years of being a, a, a haunt performer. Yeah, there was that. Zo- I can't do zombies. Yeah, there was. You know, at the when I was at the Ham. <laughs> yeah, I can't. When I was at the Hamlin Scream Fest, uh, there there was. I actually played it where you get to shoot zombies with paintball yes, guns. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I should I should have went and done that, but I was problems I was, with zombies. I have number one, they have no personality. Unless you count the drool coming down their mouth or something, there's no personality. But see, no, even even yeah. clowns have been have been overplayed in the haunt industry. I would say probably, you know, last ten, twelve years, everybody did the big carnival circus, you know, murderous clowns, joke, uh, jesters in boxes, that kind of thing. And the thing too about the zombies, again, too, is. The rotting flesh, I could just hit them with a ball bat. Right. And they're and not going to be able I mean, they made them in, like, the remakes of Dawn of the Dead where they're fast. Or but, Walking Dead. Yeah, a Walking Dead. Like, they've done that. But otherwise, but like a mummy. Like, with the mummy movie, the recent ones, this thing's super powered. Otherwise, it's a bag of bones falling apart wrapped in toilet paper. Right. We're not really afraid of this. Bandages, but... Yeah, <laughs> toilet paper to me, we don't know. That's that the thing with, with clowns is people look at them and they know behind the makeup... There's another person. But you don't know what that person is. If you take John Wayne Gacy as an example, he did children's parties. He was pictures with with President Carter. He did all this great stuff with children and stuff. But then 
turned into a, a serial killer. So when people look at, you know, Chaos or My Brother Relic or any of the clowns throughout, you know, the history of working in haunted attractions and haunted events, you don't know. Most of us all have backstories of where we came from. It was usually death, destruction, abuse, whatever. And that's what it turned most of us into this evil, murderous type type clown. Yeah, and you, but, yeah, the origin stories yeah. are always something horrible. Plus, I think there's also like the magic show or pro wrestling where there's a suspension of disbelief, right? Where you buy into the characters, but yeah. also you hear the it's like the like Freddy Krueger's background, not so cool, right? Or anybody's background. How did you you always ask? How did this person come to be like this? Right, and that's and that's one of the big things. Like chaos, when you look at him, he is the epitome of a a circus clown. He, you know. And, and Clowns in the Woods, his costume is bright and colorful. You know, he's carries a sledgehammer that matches costume. You know, it, 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 everything's character-related. Yeah. But the backstory, which I'm not going to give away because that's the best part of the movie, the backstory builds on myself, Adrian as Roscoe, Arlo Art, Price. As, as, as Jingles. As Jingles, and then Luther... I don't remember Luther's last name. Just uh, he's changing it to Luther LeBron, but legally, but he's uh, he he goes by Jester. And uh, the the four of us have this amazing backstory that was created. We always from want to the keep mind. some from the audience. Yes. Want to want more? Yeah, there is yes. a, there is a, a backstory in the movie why they are you know why they're ghosts and haunting this woods in this small town. I'll say one thing from, I'm going through, I may have something to do on Halloween or around there, probably not, but I've been going through with my friend Alicia about costume ideas, and a lot of the things I'm saying from my friends, old horror still stands out. Yeah, She's been saying, you want to do a top hat, a phantom, or a Jekyll and Hyde type thing. The, the, and, the problem with costuming, though, and you know, speaking as chaos with you know the experience I have, you have to come up with a backstory before you come up with a character. That the backstory helps you sell that that outfit, that character, that costume, the mask, the makeup, the wigs, you know, accessories. Backstories are what does it for that. And if you go to most haunted attractions throughout anywhere in the country or the world for that much, if you find a character that is popular and ask them the backstory, immediately there's a story. We don't think I mean the backstories for you know, chaos and Relic, relic the clown of nightmares through relic nightmares industry. It's this elaborate story. It's the same thing like with the podcast where we keep the backstory because it's very grisly and right. very. But if this is a question I was going to ask both you, and it actually ties into just what you said, how to set this up. Did either of you growing up and out ever find like a favorite haunted house you went to, like an amusement park or anything? I actually cannot stand haunted houses. <laughs> Me neither. I mean, I used to go to them at Virginia Beach, and I don't know what. Nightmare Manor. Or. Nightmare crap. I, I went to actually I worked one, there. I went to one actually house away. Uh, the Madame Tussauds in London, and they yeah. had the scary part. Yeah, they got but one the, up in Niagara Falls. The, the reason too. I tell that story is just because there was one at Seabreeze, and the haunted house. <laughs> but <laughs> but like they usually do, it's not that good. But it was made great by the person who worked there because what they would do is your little kids, he would just go and like casually talk to his friend. Oh, remember that guy who that serial killer who escaped from the asylum? We've heard reports he's in there. And when you're a little kid, you're looking up. <laughs> yeah, and that, but that helps because that builds the fear. Because when you're a child, you don't have a rational fear of, okay, that dude's got a knife, run. Yeah. And that's why another thing, kids come up to chaos and relic all the time. They don't have that fear. 
But adults, you've got news, you've got media, you've got movies, and a lot of them are like, no. Real-life events, yeah. yeah. And, and I also think maybe that. that's it, too, why clowns are so popular, we'll use the word, because <laughs> say you're sort of an adult, you see a vampire, you see some... In your back of your mind, you're going, you know, it looks cool, but it's not real. Where you think, maybe this guy has some problems. Right, because it's basically just makeup. So you don't know that person underneath that makeup. And that's, that, like you said, the clown could be happy and, you know, making balloon animals. But the real person under that makeup is, dark. Yeah, is a dark, evil, sadistic person. Yeah. You don't know. But you do, like when you like you said, vampires and stuff, you know in your mind a vampire doesn't exist. You know, a mummy, stuff like that. You know mummies are in, in tune, but you know it's not going to come alive and it's going to attack well, you. But you know so, clowns exist. Yeah, because you've got circuses like Adrian's birthday parties. You've got all this where you know clowns actually exist. You've seen them in real life. We see them every day on the news. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's yeah, true. And they, add, and, they add, and they add something real scary. I mean, um... Arlo Price's makeup, clown makeup, resembled that of John Wayne Gacy in in the movie. So, but it's uh, all that subliminal. Yeah, that's the thing. I've noticed like more and more looking into movies. If you really pay attention, there's lots of subliminal stuff put in there. Yes, yeah, there is, and it's it's done for a reason. And that's yeah, it's done because when you do the voiceover on the DVD, you can explain it too. <laughs> right. <laughs> like here's the gin. This is the gingerbread house cookies on the floor here and everything else. Right. But would you ever, both of you, want to ever jump out of the genre? Like, would Chaos or Relic ever want to do King Lear? No. Nah, <laughs> no. Nah. I'm, I am thinking of doing a movie that's more of a drama called Journey in Brookside, which I wrote the script for, but that needs a lot of work about, you know, it's, it would be very emotional, take place in a mental hospital. <laughs> Perfect. Sorry. But uh, Or, or a, dis- a hospital for people with disabilities or whatever, violent. But going back to the clown stuff, um, I always wish that there in Virginia Beach there was a... a a haunted house called Clown House, where it would be just clowns scaring people in this fun house type place. You ever see that clown hotel they have in Vegas? Yes. They have like a yeah. big clown hotel. I know about but, it from the movie. But I also think now we can get our product out there because my friend Greg Smith, he just had a film at Fringe Fest, movie 314. And if you watch this, I think it's very good, but this is something not commercial at all. Okay. And it's challenging, so I wouldn't see a distributor, but you get it out there, and there's so many ways you can release stuff out there now. Well, yeah, with social media now, it's, I mean, Chaos the Clown has a page, Relic the Clown of Nightmares has a page, our business, Relic Nightmares, has a Facebook page, and that's how I keep up with your my fans. Um, we were, Relic was actually, Relic the Clown of Nightmares, was actually last, you know, the end of last season, was in scurryfaceradio.com. They had a scare actor spectacular contest, and it was international actors from around the world that we people were voting on. Unfortunately, we made it to second round, didn't make it to third, but it was all social media, and to see other actors from you know attractions that you know whether they're in Carolina or Texas, Florida, California, overseas, just to see how we all perform. Because it that was it was a popularity contest basically, but just to see some of the ones that grew from working at a very small haunt to now they're one of the largest haunts in the country, it's just it's a it's amazing. The haunt industry has grown so much. Just due to social. The media. last thing I'll say on films too is like for example, what I like too about all these movies 
do is there's something that's different because okay if you gave me 200 million dollars i'm bored to death of superhero movies because i can tell you the plot i've been around comic books i can predict the plot before they're over you know it's going to be like a star wars movie i think it's going to be a huge hit no matter what you do why don't you try something a little different Right, yeah. and it's the same formulaic superhero movies. Where I'll go dot 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 dot, and I'm sure they have to market it across the world. It's got to be yeah. generic. But to me, they're boring, and it's like I would never imagine years ago being a big comic book fan. Wow, we have all this stuff around here. Look at the I Avengers. Really, I don't really care. <laughs> the Avengers now. I mean, the movies come out, and people are like, "Yeah, I'm tired of it." I'm very tired. I got yeah. very tired because I started predicting every movie. I just started going, okay, there's the big beginning where they have the fight, then it gets boring, and then and it's then like, it picks okay, up they, a little the bit pathos, the and they do this, well, and they do that. there was a big budget, uh, scary uh, clown movie, which is pretty gross, but I like it. I... I um I'm I I've grown to like it and I I'm friends with the guy guy who plays him play, um plays the clown on um on Facebook uh, Terrifier uh he plays Art the clown and that's a good movie though yeah it's a good movie I like it but there's some people where it's hit 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 or miss for them and I don't know if it's become a cult classic but see my view on life that's I think social media we're in bubbles you know we all yeah. know on Facebook we have people you hate <laughs> but the thing is I think people have to realize in life you're going to run into people that views are 180% different from yours their likes but there's nothing wrong with it at all, all we're all different opinions. and I think we we're like in high school on social media where we have all our buddies cheering us on and yeah. whoever's bad whoever's good and i've had people like i got called names one time because i put uh, a list of 10 bands i hate and it just is a joke you know my poster jokes yeah and somebody said you know journey's the soundtrack to my to my high school and i had to be snide and say well your high school must have sucked right but it's, it's just a list you might you know whatever i like you might not like i'm not making you go to a show or see a thing but i like things that are different that's that's one of the things too about growing up with social media now i mean when we all grew up, we didn't have social media. None of this stuff even existed. And now you got, it's basically like Facebook. Like you said, it has yeah. been clicks. You've got these people here. The bubble, and the echo people, chambers. Yeah, and it's that's why as chaos or relic or anything else, I'm in my own world. Yeah. I don't have to, I don't even have to like the idea of a president. I don't have to like the idea of anything. And you get to the point, I'm like my with own... me, it's like I'm used to being a loser. I don't right. really care. And I have my friends who know me, and they get me or they don't. But well, you I'm get to my... the point in your life where I don't give a damn what people think of me either. Right. And I'm, I'm at that point now. I mean, I've had people come up to me and, you know, say, even in character, oh, that's stupid. Why do you do this crap? You're, uh... you're you know, you're an adult. Why do you do this? I, I, I hate it when people do that. Even... It makes no sense. I know. Are you doing what you you like doing it? Yeah. It's something I always say. You got to find your own path in life, yeah. and you like doing. It's like, do you like what you're doing? You know, do I criticize? I, I enjoy Halloween. It's year round to me. This being, fucking year, yes. Being yeah, well, being chaos is is my outlet into that world. Being you know, my brother Relic is my outlet into the horror side of that, where I can terrify a grown man and make them cry. That's my outlet. You know, and that's what I do and what I enjoy. So I've doing. been saying there must be a joy, especially you get somebody tough guys with their girls, oh, I, and yeah. oh, I know you the clowns, and they end up peeing themselves. Yeah, I, I actually, uh, well, Relic, um, when he was down at Kim's Crypt, which is a, an amazing haunted attraction down in Spring Grove, Pennsylvania, she was doing a horror campout 
So it was a 13-hour interactive hands-on horror. We could grab you. We could do all kinds of stuff. And they sign the waiver, of Yeah, course, you do. Obviously. You do sign a waiver. Because otherwise, you know the Sioux world. Oh, yeah. But there was a guy that came through. Had to have been 400 pounds. And it was all night. You're never going to scare me. You're never going to scare me. You're never going to scare me. And we ended up, me and another actor, ended up terrifying him to the point where he actually did pee and crap himself. Oh. <laughs> There's a story. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, that right there, it, that's excitement to, to us. When There's we a, work in that industry. There's a story. There's two stories I'll give you. One is pro wrestler Bullet Bob Armstrong passed about a month ago. He was a man, what you call the old school man's band, a former Marine, tough yep. guy. But what they said, he couldn't stand snakes. So I guess he's in the toilet one time, and they could hear him straining. Somebody got like a little rubber hose and threw it over, and they heard him screaming and sliding <laughs> in his own poop and everything. Yeah. <laughs> see that, and that's the things that haunted attractions love. I don't want to see, you know, Adrian come through a haunt and go, "Wow, that set looks really nice. I like the lighting." We don't want that. We want Adrian come around the corner and somebody jump out and scare the crap out of him, and he screams like a little girl. That's what we want. That's what I would do when I was a kid. I would put on haunted houses in my basement. Yeah. And I had like an old Jaws thing, and I filled it with baby powder, and I tip it over on your head, yeah. and to get that reaction. But the other thing, I will use the analogy. I'm very big in the the drag queen community in Rochester, and if you ever meet any drag queens outside of their character, they're the most shy people. Yeah. It's you don't even it's know because that but character they just when that character outlet. they flamboyant it's like you can be a different person yeah and it really i think it's therapy in a way too because you can be that where you wouldn't be on the street if you were your normal self right you'd be shy it's like these shows i'm unless you know me i'm quite standoffish <laughs> oh, you, you know so did you uh speaking of drag queens there was a drag queen who came to rochester twice um forget her name uh she talked about honoring john waters I mean, I mean, Divine. She honored Divine, and then she came back. And uh, I mean, I know Pandora, and Pandora is gone. A Pandora box. She's in no, California. No, she's she's originally from Florida. I can't. No, remember. her I don't know. I mean, I know the local ones more. I just, uh, I'm killing myself. What? Why? I I took a picture with her, and uh, but anyways, um, uh, I'm afraid. Um, I'm afraid to go into haunted houses or. Because not so much to be scared, but by but that I'll accident, accidentally hit someone while one of the sk- the fright. Well, I had ones like uh, Madame Tussauds. They would run up and they would say they're not going to touch you. But what's your what's your immediate reaction if somebody's going to punch you? You know it's an act, but you're going to swing. Well, that's that's one thing. I mean, I have been I've been punched in the face. I have been kicked, kicked in, in the, the groin. Yeah, <laughs> that would be my oh, first thing with the clown. And, that, and that's why I'm afraid to do those because I, I don't want to hurt cups? anyone the, by accident. Do you have clown cups? No, no, they don't work. Balloons pop. <laughs> yeah. the, the the best thing you can tell if it's uh, an actual reaction to being terrified, or if it's some guy just being an a hole. Um, it's you know, you can. That's why you, you have the clown taser gun for the ladder. Well, <laughs> that's why Relic carries a very large machete, and Chaos has a sledgehammer. Um, we will keep you at bad bay. Yes, that's the other, so. The other thing now, into the year of COVID, we have to talk about how is the haunts and stuff going. Well, unfortunately, because of Cuomo, he made the announcement of haunted attractions opening. Is he going to be the scariest few, Halloween costume this yeah, year? Probably. Maybe? <laughs> he uh, he made the announcement like. Uh, I don't know, three weeks ago, Haunted House is going to open. Unfortunately, most in Rochester, Buffalo area, a lot of them have closed. 
Uh, Relic will be returning to Demon Acres Haunted Hayride, which is out in Hannibal, uh, 341 County Clarice. Road 36 in Hannibal. <laughs> Hannibal. Um, it's the owners amazing. They have multiple. They have a hayride. They have a haunted house, and they have another event. Uh, we have a couple of escape rooms this year. But going back to COVID with this, there's social distancing, mask wearing by everybody. Temperatures will be taken. Um, groups will be socially distanced. If you go with a group of friends, you can go on the ride together. If you're two or three people, we're going to have to figure it out. But the owner has done everything to comply with New York State guidelines. For today, right? Yeah, until see, Cuomo changes it. See, we were making it. fun of this a while back on here going, don't, when you go to a restaurant, remember, it'll get you. But if you sit down, you're under you're five feet, it. it won't get you. So why don't you blow bubbles? It'll get on the bubbles. Right. But now, if you eat, if you don't eat something, COVID's around the corner watching you get a drink. Now, if you order, wait a second. If you order food, If it goes you order away. chicken wings, I can nail them. Oh, you ordered a burrito, you can't nail them. The hot sauce will get them. Well, that's that's a thing. I, I know a lot of haunt owners um, at various haunts that I worked at around Rochester, Buffalo areas. Um, a lot of them decided this year not to open. Because of that. And the human cost, too, because I'm looking at, like, my friend Danny Nielsen said from Photo City, they were saying, like, 70 80% of music clubs might tank. Right. You know, and people don't get the people make a living. But the other thing, I heard about the Hayride, one of them where it's like, get on with the mask. A, a lot of them are, are doing that. I know there are several bigger ones that have canceled this season. Uh, the, the big thing is, if you go, we, and we want you to come out. We want you to go to the haunted attractions. We want you to support... The owners that own those events, we want you to support the actors that work there. We treat it, it's a job for us. We, we go every day like you do for your, your Monday through Friday job. Come out, wear a mask. If you're sick, don't show up. That's just, the, yeah. just stay See, home. that's the thing that always worries me, and I'll say this, is because I worked in the bar industry for a long time. There would always be, you know, all of you probably know, if you've, unless you've never gone out, right. there's always that one person who doesn't give a shit. And, and I remember there was a one concert, it was at a bar, there's about say about a hundred people. There's some idiot came out with the flu. I think like sixty people got it, and oh. it's like stay home, dude. It's like and that's that's a problem, and it's a problem. And we have a thing here. If anybody's sick on this show, I press this button. You fly down, yeah, shoot straight down a shoot. And you go to a, you go to a Just pit like, filled I mean, with clowns. I mean, I have like crappy allergies, and I'm like making sure everything. You know, we right. don't stick a thermometer up your butt when you come in here, but right. <laughs> well, actually, I, I uh, that's just like in the cartoons. The the shoot you know like in this where Mr. Burns he pushes the button and you and fall. you go down the shoot yeah but it's like oh yeah, there's a dude so I go shopping okay like when you go shopping you make the list you forget the list right you go shopping you get what you're gonna get you forget everything come back so I'm going I'm trying to get out of there as fast as possible there's some old dude there he's got the mask up right he goes takes it down honks a big one all over the oh yeah you know oh, he spits. The, he honked. No, he did more than spit. Like, oh. but, but see, now, though, that can be considered an act of assault because of COVID. Have you seen anything, either of you? The only thing I saw is there were two women. Uh, they they got really upset. They were, like, spitting at a manager. I actually forgot my wallet, so I had to go drive home. Ten to two police cars were there. I think, ah, I don't need the rice cakes. I'm just going to stay home. Right. That's pretty much I've seen a couple rude things, but that's I've never seen. I've, I've heard stories. I've seen, you know, people coughing on produce and, and stuff in, in stores. Yeah. You know, so, I, yeah, I don't, we don't, I don't, well, chaos doesn't eat produce anyways because it's crap. 
It's all suckers. It's all suckers, suckers, cotton candies, and three-year-olds. I have a bunch of cotton candy at my house if you want it. I see. There you go. I got some bacon flavored from the dollar store. Bacon flavored? It's at the dollar store. Nice. Bacon flavored cotton candy. If you all don't see chaos okay, out at I have to ask. I have some done. Halloween people, some scary people here. A peeing on candy corn. Crap. Unless it's unless can- you're insane. Uh, well, actually, unless it's candy corn filled Oreos. I have cream. not tried those yet. Well, I, I would eat I've those. Seen them. I, I've I seen them. The other one I would say, if you must get Brock's because they make it with real honey, it's still candle wax basically. Yeah. But yeah. You know, who would win, fruitcake versus candy corn? Oh, candy corn or cake, fruitcakes, but yeah, way. candy corn. But what if you had to eat? <laughs> what if they took it? You didn't have to eat one. You'd have to eat a whole bag compared to a fruitcake. I would do that because I'm not Can't. eating a brick. What about a brick with candy corn in it? Might no, that be the ultimate? No, 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 no. Yeah. No I don't know. Way. Is is the brick inside a soul of a child? See, <laughs> that makes it all better. Because that makes it better. It's I, like I the, could do that. The W.C. Fields line, don't, do you like children? <laughs> Only if they're well cooked. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know what would be the most disturbing cake would be a cake, you know, and I've seen cakes shaped like, like body parts and stuff like that, but a cake that's shaped like a baby. I've seen them. There's, you yeah, want a scary yeah, one? They, there's a, there's some them. there's some funeral home they celebrate by making a cake of the deceased. Yeah, I saw that eat. on Facebook. Yeah, that was me posting. That uh, was probably <laughs> it. Yeah, but the other one was: Could you imagine like having like a a candy corn killer where he makes people die by overeating like a like a somebody like from Saw, but he makes them over the end candy corn or like that, bad food. <laughs> that would definitely kill somebody though. <laughs> now we're going to play a game. You will <laughs> You will eat the thousand or you will stick your hand and have it cut off. <laughs> Jeez. You know, now, but the other thing I was gonna say, we were talking horror movies. What do, what do you think of this? I think it turns they reflect our psychological fears. Might there be a lot of movies about bad things at schools because so many people are afraid about how schools are going this fall. Like in there, terms of the COVID and everything. I think I'd be more, uh, like we talked earlier, more along the zombie virus, plague doctor type thing. I don't think there'll be a lot of movies about schooling. I well, mean, I know it's a hot button, but I don't think there'll be movies about it. Well, there is one movie I, I have to find the courage to watch, but I mean, I don't see what the point of it watching it would be because I know what the I know what it's about would be the Human Centipede. Oh, I've seen both that the sequel. Yeah, you don't want to watch it. <laughs> it. That kind of that's like Blair Witch to me. I, yeah, I, I cannot I'm, watch Blair Witch. No, oh, Blair Witch because oh, it sucks. It's new Halloween is coming out. Yeah, no yeah. Halloween Kills. Yeah, yep. but Blair Witch is basically. It was greatly hyped. The movie greatly sucked. It, it's like, okay, she's in the woods. She's really annoying. She's really, really annoying. Why don't yeah. they keep walking? Camera, Witch, killer, killer, killer. Yeah, camera face me, camera face away. Camera but face me, camera face away. But I thought maybe Cabin away. Fever 3 with college kids who get COVID. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, that might that might happen. I know one of my uh, uh, friends out at Demon Acres, he's, I think he's doing a Plague Doctor character for this season. I don't, I don't like to stick to the stigma of things that are... You know, yeah. popular. I I I do relic. Well, my brother relic. Because you do relic, him? Oh my god! Hey, we're clowns. <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> yeah, women don't like me. I'm too tall. <laughs> but they, that, somebody uh, said about Blair Witch said it was the first clickbait. It, well, then Paranormal Activity. Yeah, that was stupid too. Well, that's remember, Blair Witch begot all these crappy movies. That's the problem. Well, actually, my sister is scared of to watch. Uh, my sister, she's into horror movies and stuff like that, but she's scared to watch Paranormal Activity, and it's like, what? This, that's the this, cheesiest movie funny. ever made. They're that, funny. 
And that's yeah, a but cute, she, that's she just saw a clip of it, and she's like, no, I'm not watching this. It looks too scary and messed up or whatever. That's uh, so. right. My sister's afraid of E.T. She is? <laughs> <laughs> Completely terrified You're not the e. first one. There's, I have, there's a lot of friends of mine who are creeped out by that movie. It's, it's the, the dying E.T. When, he, when he's white. That's what freaks people out. Really? Oh. That never when scared me as a kid. completely all white and he's dying in the yeah. tent. Yeah, the never... human centipede's over the top, and I would say it's almost to scare people. Well, it's actually, almost like to gross people out. Well, so. there is a yeah. movie that I think um, I, I, I think you guys should see because it's just it's kind of this. It's sort of like a David Cronenberg movie with just the the human body issues. It's called Society. Have you guys heard of that no, horror movie? I, no, I don't. I, I think I might have heard of it. I don't it's kind of it. it's kind of gross at the end. I mean, it, like they're like I don't know how to describe it. It's they're just they're they're, they're like these like creatures. Like they're making a statement about the rich and poor, but but it's kind of I don't know how to describe it. You just have to see Watch it for yourself. Some of those, like I say, like that. One of the, one of the other ones I saw was the gross one is martyrs. And it's about they torture these girls because they have the idea if you torture somebody enough when they die, they're going to see the afterlife. That so doesn't it's, make sense. It's beyond it disgusting. Sense. It's just it doesn't make sense. It's utterly is that the French too. movie? I think it's French, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I, see I gotta watch all my serial killer things because that gives me motivation to go out and kill all of you. <laughs> I think they'll come up with some new ones now, or just the old classics will just come popping up again. I, I haven't seen American Psycho. I want. I, I'm tired. Christian of, Bale. I'm tired of remakes. They need to quit remaking movies. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They remade The Omen. It should have just stayed the same. And what else did they remake of a horror movie? Pretty Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, G- Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. That's, That's, what haven't they remade? Remakes just, they don't make sense to me. The, oh, orig- tex- the Texas it, Chainsaw Massacre, they remade Pennywise, that. It, the new It, uh, I'm sorry as a clown, and I get beat up for this all the time. The new It is horrible. No, the new, you were vindicated by part two because everybody said part two sucked. Well, I actually yeah. like part one and part two of the new You're It. A, I've heard part two. I've not watched it because I've been warned off. So no, it's yeah, actually, I, I like it, but it, for his, his own, in my opinion. Well, see, no, if you like it, you but like I'm, it. That's I the, like the classics. You know, the original yeah. Pennywise was not that creepy, scary clown. It was a clown that attracted children to come to you. The new Pennywise is more... Well, yeah, that's that's kind of gay in my opinion, but uh, you know, you get in trouble a, a, for saying that. Dancing clown with you know razor sharp. Why? Well, he's happy. Then he's happy. That's yeah, all. he's he's happy. Yeah, that's that's it, Rob. One hundred percent not. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I don't like the new one. It's just the original was done the right way. That, yeah, that Curry was perfect. Yeah, right. he was, but this, but it was made more for TV, and I know that the remake is more, and the sequel are more closer to the novel, the book. Yeah, but. except they did leave out certain things that are in the book you cannot socially do talk about nowadays. Oh yeah. yeah, like with the kids in the sewer, what they do. Yeah. yeah. Oh but, yeah. Okay, leave it at that. Yeah. It's but, like with The Shining. It's like Kubrick's film. Stephen King hated it. It's not like the book, but most people love it. It's compared to the Stephen Weber sci-fi right. yeah, movie, like, which is yeah, a lot closer to the book. Because I read the book and I'm like, okay, Kubrick did whatever he, Kubrick wants to do. Yeah, yeah, I like the Kubrick version. Well, That's Kubrick good. was laying out that he faked the moon landing if you watch that movie right <laughs> well, i think they did fake the moon landing yeah at this point who cares <laughs> right about now i'd rather be on the moon than no, new pet yeah. cemetery they tried to switch stuff off yeah they, they screwed that up completely but i did meet john lithgow and i should have told him that because he was filming the tomorrowland at big m 
Uh, and Gates, and I ran into him. And what did I say to him? Like, for a moment, Mr. Lithgow, I have to tell you, I love Buckaroo Bonsai. <laughs> <laughs> he is. But he just was, I just, you walk it in there, there's all these cars. Did I walk past John Lithgow? <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> Yeah, like I was saying, um, there was a guy who who was in here, and I he he was it was uncanny. He looked he, if they did a bi- bi- bibliography movie about John Candy, he sh- he should play him. I forgot the guy that we were talking about, Joe. He prefers to remain anonymous. Anonymous. The movie comes yeah, out. we'll just call him Joe John Doe or Joe Joe Anonymous, the brother of Don Anonymous. Yeah, hey, well, yeah exactly. I survived with you two, so I'm not going to risk my luck for much longer. So yeah, yeah, well. we're all about the plugs, and of course you're welcome. Well, sort of welcome back, afraid that if we don't let you back, you know, something. Yeah, well, <laughs> Chaos probably won't come back. He's not going to let me come back. But, you know, uh, just a refresh for, for me, Hamlin's, uh, Hamlin Horde, Halloween. Now, oh, also, is that online? Is, like, does Tom have uh, something Yes, up? you can go to uh, the Hamlin Rec Center page. Um, I don't know. I mean, Anki. Oh, I'm going to butcher your name. Anki or Tom Gleason. Uh, yeah, or Tom Gleason. That's a lot easier. Um, you can go to Chaos the Clowns page. Um, That's purple, with a K. With a K. K A O S. The Clown. Um, it's with purple and blue hair. You can't miss me. Clowns actually with a K too. Everybody, by the anybody way. ever ask you if you work for the bad guys and get smart? No, not yet. <laughs> Except I'm sure you probably will now. Um, you can They're go. They're too young to understand. Yeah, that's all right. They'll all get over it. So if you go to Hamlin Rec Center, October 31st, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., you'll get your goodie bags, your treats. It's a in safe terms of your, alternative. In terms of your buddy, I'm also saying, people have been asking me, I don't feel safe about trick-or-treating, who's going to have candy, exactly. everything. I've been saying, you know, there's a thing you can do that night. Yeah, it is It's considered, uh, uh, chaos is on the board to help out with this, but um, we're considering it a safe alternative to trick-or-treating. You're in your car. And it gives you bags. something to do, too. It yep. gives you something to do. Like, kids are, think about being a kid, like, when you were younger, about being stuck in the house. Yeah. You, you want to go out. Friends. You, you want to do something. So. But you have that haunt. You, you, your buddy Relic has a page, too, your brother. Yep. Yep. And Relic. also, do you have, like, a thing up for your haunt? Uh, well, Relic, the Clown of Nightmares, is my brother, Chaos the Clown, with K for Chaos, a K for Clown. Um, you can go to Demon Acres, at D-E-M-O-N, Acres. It's in Hannibal, New York. They have a Facebook page. My business, Relic Nightmares, has a business. And now it's is Relic Nightmares, New York. Is that haunt up all October or is it up to. It's every Friday and Saturday night. Next Friday. Um, starts actually this coming Friday. Um, oh, tickets go on sale at 7 p.m. I think ticket window closes at 11 p.m. And Get them online. Um, you can get them online, or you can you can buy them there in person. You know, isn't it amazing these days? Though it's like everything I had, online. I was going to go see Nick Cave in Philly, which got COVIDed. I had no tickets. It was just here, phone. Yeah, yeah hold the phone out and they scan it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you know we're going to be open. You, you got to get out. Um, save Halloween. Wear a mask. You know, don't come out if you're sick. But bring your friends, your family. Yeah, bring your neighbors. Bring your scared little sister. We don't care. You know, um, if you know what, if somebody's sick at home and it's like you didn't have to quarantine, they'll give you a bag if you ask them for something, you know, or just, you know. Yeah. Or you can eat it and just say they didn't give it to one either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the Hamlin Rec Center thing, once again, stop on out October 31st, 7 to 9. See all the displays, vote on them. The winner of the best display will receive a golden pumpkin. And you will see the clown on the throne. Yeah, Chaos better win that golden pumpkin award. To <laughs> all the listeners, you better vote for me. 
and I want to win. He knows where you live. Yeah, and I know what's <laughs> under your bed. So get that Britney Spears and poster off the wall. Up, are you involved? You're involved with this too, or not this year? Well, uh, I'm not really involved. I just forgot during the talk if you were. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not involved, but I'll um, I'll see if I can get down to the Hamlin um, drive-through. Yeah, uh, I may or may not be. I told Tom, uh, my friends, the Grease Creepers have a show at Photo City that I'm supposed to be right. involved in. But at this moment. Danny just opened up, but they're just doing the bar, and we were going to have ticketed seating. You can't do that. Right. So we're thinking if they do a streaming, otherwise that show might start late enough I can come down anyways because we start kind of late. But the Grease Creepers are going to come out of their graves like they do every October. we got to <laughs> nice. get them down at the Hamlin Scream Fest one year. Well, I'm sure. You know, with Billy McKee, of course. I'm sure next year, next year the Scream Fest will be back. Oh, well, I um, will. I would say Well, <laughs> I'm saying this as chaos. Scream Fest will be back next year. And there's some big surprises in play. We're going to hook up with some other festivals. We're going to make this huge event. That's it's going to be massive. And I'll talk to them. Maybe they'll want to. Well, we already have our, yep. you know, Billy's great. Yeah, but Billy will come on. if it's big enough, we'll have, because these guys are, you love them. Well, we want to do, uh, we want to connect with the Hilton Apple Fest, because it's the same weekend. We want to do you know, a bunch of other things to make this a better event. We're going to yeah. do it at night instead of during the day. Yeah. And I will tell you, I've been Hilton Apple Fest. You go through that town; it's a wild party. Oh yeah. Wild party. yeah. But Aiden, what's coming up now? The movie. All, all the stuff. Oh yeah, yes. the movie. Well, still, even though there's a full beginning, full movie, beginning ten rough cut of it, we still need music. Um, Sound effects. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, well I got that's easy to get. But yeah. Just go down to get some like Taco Bell. Fo- <laughs> well, Foley, you know, Foley. Uh, we that's easy to get. But what we need is music. Um, Sound correction with audio levels and stuff, and visual effects, and and uh, I think that and end credits, and then I think we should be all set. But um, that might take a while still. So probably, I would say next year or maybe beginning of next year, the movie will be out with a private screening and touring the festival circuit, and depending on what what it, what the country's at with this COVID nineteen. And I can give you a story. I know independent filmmaking from myself, and it's taken us years to make films. But there's a story: Jesus Christ, Vampire Hunter. Oh, the director. Yeah. Did you? He came to the East, but he explained. Yes, I it went took, there. And I remember Harry Knuckles in the Prolonectus, but he had the actors. And yeah. He said it took. How many years? Because they would film on the weekend at a friend's bar. And it took us, I think, two years to do one movie because we had the digitals. But people work. And you know how it is with yeah. fundraising. We had to do fundraisers and well, everything that's, else. That's so another it takes thing. Years. There's the Indiegogo. Yeah, yeah. there's the uh, we have the uh, Indiegogo campaign. It's up. Today it's about, I would say, 40 or 39 hours left. Uh, last I checked, it was 40 hours left. Where can we the- find all this stuff? Uh, well, Clowns in the Woods, if you want to support the film, it's on, uh, it's called Clowns in the Woods Finishing Funds, and it's on Indiegogo, um, if you can look up Indiegogo on, uh, google.com, and, um, you could check out, you know, my, uh, website, esposinema.com, and, uh, um, I would say there's there's also a tra- a, a sneak peek uh, trailer out there for the film and also a clip that I have on YouTube. Thanks. And and you could also go to Chaos the Clowns page too. I've got advertisements for Indiegogo for the uh, finishing funds for the film. So you can also go to my page and click on the link. It'll take you right there to it as well. 
Well, yeah. it's always all thanks. Also, yeah, thanks for not murdering me this time as usual. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you come in, I always... Ne- next no, time actually, re- really, Zach hasn't been on these shows, maybe because he talked to you. Yeah, <laughs> I think Zach's afraid of me. I think that's why he's not here. But we've also... <laughs> nothing we just to do with COVID. COVID as a cover, so you can yeah. run away. But I'm going to play something I think was fitting. My friend Greg Prevost, he's Stackhouse Prevost now, he does a song called Never Trust the Devil. When you two here, yeah, Halloween, that's... I think that's perfect. And check out Greg Prevost. You know him from the Chesterfield Kings, local, I call him a local legend, he's very humble, but he never come on the show because he stays at home and watches movies all the time. Nice. <laughs> Good for him. Great guy, I love him, and maybe you'll see him biking around the cemetery sometime. There you thank go. you, Adrian, thank you, Chaos and Sad uh, Relic. You're, you're welcome. You're more don't, than welcome. And don't let him come into like, you know, if you don't say your prayers at night. And Relic, Relic will be back on the podcast yes. sometime because he has to kill back. <laughs> oh, you say he's still alive. <laughs> well, I'm in. Uh, we're going to go to the music and you can make the Bye-bye. Devil, I have to tell you, man. You're mad. I'll never trust this devil. He'll destroy you.